Take a quick pause on what you're doing right now to fully think about this question. What conversation should you have that you haven't had yet? What difficult conversation have you been avoiding? What should you tell someone that feels so hard but would relieve pressure or stress by doing it? Oftentimes we sacrifice what we really want or we assume someone feels a certain way about something or we don't want to have to deal with a conflict or disappointing or upsetting someone so we just don't have it. Sometimes for weeks or months and sometimes for years. It becomes normal not to actually have the hard conversation that would make something better. Today is the wake-up day on this. We are unpacking hard conversations. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. We are jumping right in and digging deep today about the very tricky topic of how to have the hard conversations in life that you need to have. I think for so many of us, this could look like a big conversation in life. And for other people, it could be several smaller conversations. Either way, these conversations are so easy to avoid because it sucks. It sucks in so many ways. But in this episode, we're going to go through why you must have them as soon as possible, whether it's something small or something big. It's so essential and it's so liberating in so many ways. I want to start the episode with my favorite quote about this topic. This is from business expert Alex Hormozzi. He said, quote, the life you want is on the other side of a few conversations and you're living a life you hate because you're too afraid to have them. So interesting. And this may seem a little extreme for some situations, but the life you want is on the other side of a few hard conversations that you need to have. Like, let that sink in a little bit. I did research on this topic, um, and I've been listening to audiobooks and reading and highlighting for the past couple weeks, and the reason this resonates so much for me in this moment is after my dad passed just about a month ago, feeling all the feelings and going through all the emotions and and kind of all the, the process that you go through when, with grief, one thing that I learned from the experience that I have promised myself will always be a priority is have the hard conversation. Now, thankfully for me, this, I, the, I guess the, the story is there is a conversation that I wish I would have had with my dad. And it's kind of like, I assumed that he thought something and he assumed that I thought something and we never actually had the conversation. And now since his passing, I've learned what he thought about it and it's not what I thought about it. Now, thankfully, this is not like a heavy, it's not like a heavy life issue and something that's keeping me up at night. Thank 
goodness. Thank goodness. My dad and I had a really great relationship. Um, and especially in the last few years, we really had lots of really special experiences and we, we, um, told each other how much we loved each other and we just had a really strong relationship. So thankfully, because I think that would be so much more painful. This is not like one of those, um, big life, uh, big life regrets that I'm going to hold on to forever. But at the same time, I regret not having that hard conversation. Like I kind of just sat in this like uncomfortableness with this certain issue to where I just like, meh, like that's what he thinks about it. So we'll just leave it. Whereas like, man, I wish I would have had that conversation. So he knew how I felt. I knew how he felt. And then we could kind of like adjust this little thing. So I've promised myself in going through this grief process and kind of working through this, never again will I avoid a conversation that needs to be that needs to be had. I will not um I will not try to save that uncomfortableness. Um I will always approach it head on. So that's why this really came to like top of mind and why I spent so much time researching different people's approaches to it and and reading books and concepts. So this podcast episode, podcast episode like most is sort of a compilation of all the different things that I've read on the topic and all the different things that I've learned because I have promised myself never again am I going to let something kind of just stay out there. You know, there are some hard conversations that we know we need to have because they're like, I mean, it's like heated or it's really timely or like something big has happened. And then there are these other hard conversations that sometimes like we just kind of let it linger over years and we just don't really do anything about it. I think oftentimes family and friends and and different relationships, um, in-laws, it can just get tricky over the years. Um, So whether it is a difficult conversation that is like really like coming to the surface or it's something that maybe you've kind of buried for years, but maybe there could be um, relief or some sort of positive change that could come from having this conversations. Going back to reading what Alex Hormozy has written and said about this, super interesting. This is what he says. Whenever I feel anxious or insecure or sad, I'm like, what conversation do I need to have that I'm not having? He says, usually if you think for not that long, you'll know this is the conversation I've been putting off. And oh, this is like, this is just so good in so many ways. It applies to business. It applies to friendships. It applies to relationships, romantic relationships, relationships with your kids. I just think that if we can make a commitment to ourselves to once we really think about it, just, and once we know what it is, just have it. And he says that once you get in the pattern of doing this, the time between when you know you need to have the conversation and when you actually have the conversation gets shorter and shorter, right? Like the more you do it, the more it's, addictive isn't the right word, but like addictive in a way of like, it's painful and you dread it. But once you do, you feel so great in whatever way that is, that the next time you know you need to have a conversation, that time between when you know you need to have it and when you actually have the conversation is a much shorter time period because you know how good it feels, even though it can be so painful and something you completely dread and avoid. Once you have it, it's like, yes, you you're like, how many more conversations like this do I need to have? 
because you feel good in whatever way, whether you feel freedom or whether you come to some sort of clarity in in some way. I really think it's like the freedom of it that makes you crave more. So why do we, why, why put ourselves out there? Why anticipate this? And especially if it's something that's kind of been buried, like why walk, rock the boat? Why poke a bear? Here's the thing. Because the stress of it can literally kill you. It's just not worth carrying it with you. And sometimes if it's something that's kind of like unsaid or maybe a situation that hasn't been talked about, maybe this thing that kind of lingers like kind of a dull stress in the back of your mind, maybe you can feel completely released from it just by having a conversation. I think a lot of times we assume that people feel a certain way that they don't actually feel. And by having the conversation, you just you don't have to carry the weight of whatever it is with you anymore. Okay, that's reason number one, because we don't want the stress of it and the weight of it coming with us. Number two, you know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, I talk all the time about being 90. I think thinking about your the 90-year-old the you helps you, it helps push you to do the things that you need to do. We can't let ourselves just go through the motions and avoid things or just kind of like numb out. I think that a lot of times, Like I think in my younger years when I needed to have business conversations or things like that, I would kind of like debate it during the day and then I'd do something. Like I'd go and have cocktails at night and I'm just like numb it out. Like, no, no, no. Like that would be just like a fun way to go have fun, but also sort of like numb the feeling of the thing I actually wanted to avoid But it would have been so much better to actually have the hard conversation and then go out and celebrate with a cocktail instead of using a cocktail to actually numb the feeling or whatever it is I was trying to avoid. I had lots of these when I ran my company, Million Dollar Tan, just because we were, um, you know, I mean, listen, I was um, importing importing bottles and um, different um, packaging and stuff from China. I had several labs that were making different products. I had several warehouses that shipped all of our products. I had a retail side of the business and a wholesale side of the business. At one time, I had 25 full-time employees and and, um, designers and marketing people and salespeople. It was just such a big business. All the time, there were hard conversations that I needed to have. And at different points of my life, I felt like I was better at it than others, but Going through what I've been through recently, I am so crystal clear on it. And I think picturing yourself as the 90-year-old version of yourself is will give you the courage. It might be horrible leading up to it and horrible during. And whatever their reaction is, it's kind of like I'm doing what I need to do so that I have the least regrets. For me, it's thinking about the 90-year-old version of you and your only regret will be not doing it sooner. The pain of having these conversations is nothing compared to the gain that you get afterwards. And oftentimes we need something to give us that like springboard to do it. And I think for you, it could really be thinking about the 90-year-old you and knowing that the hard reality is when you're 90, you're not gonna have the same opportunities that you do today, right? And the pain of regret at 90 would be so much worse when you can't do anything about it than the pain of having the hard conversation today when you can. 
for me, that's the springboard. It's like, listen, one day I'm going to be 90 and I don't want the regret of not talking this out. It might be awful. I might be upset. I might upset someone else. But listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be true to, to true to all the things that are important to me and the best version of myself. But I'm not going to carry this with me. I'm not going to have this stress. And I'm certainly not going to carry it to age 90 when I can't have the conversation anymore or I can't make the change. I think that for relationships, sometimes things just keep going the way they've always been. And maybe you need to kind of unpack something that weighs heavy on you. Now, I'm definitely not talking about picking small battles or like sometimes you just need to let things go, right? The little things, the things that don't really matter, let them go. Absolutely. I'm not saying dig up every little thing that's ever bothered you. I'm saying those conversations that you know in your gut, like I need to have this conversation. Examples. Maybe you hate your job, but you could never quit because you love the people who you work for. Like you've been there since you were 20 and you love them. So you don't have the hard conversation to explain to them that there's no growth here for me anymore. This is is not where I see myself for the long term. Like that conversation is so hard because you love them, but think about the regret. Okay. So you don't have the hard conversation and then you wake up in 10 years in the same job that doesn't have the growth and fulfillment that you want. What's worse? Absolutely. Staying in that situation is worse because you're trying to avoid the hard conversation. Even though that example might seem crazy, people do it all the time. The thing is, they just don't stop and realize. They don't stop and ask themselves the question, what conversations in my life should I be having that I'm not having right now? I think that that's the thing is we just don't ask ourselves. We just don't ask ourselves the question. And I think that, man, there are the pain of, there's just nothing worse than the pain of the regret of not having the conversations. So that's why we really need to have them now. Other examples to really sort of get you thinking in different areas of life, because it might be several conversations. Maybe you are deeply hurt by what a family member did years ago, but you just sit with it and you sort of let it grow. Maybe, maybe they have no idea that they hurt you in this way. Or maybe there's a, a part of the story that you don't know. And that just by having this conversation and them explaining, they're explaining them their perspective, who knows? You could instantly feel 20 pounds lighter, like emotionally, 20 pounds lighter because now you know how, what was going on in their world or this piece of the story that you didn't even know existed, right? How about that? Another example. Your husband is consistently inconsiderate in a certain way and you just accept it. That's how he is. And you tell your friends like, he's just not considerate. I'm a considerate person. He's just not towards me. But maybe you need to have the hard conversation. And I think that the better that we can um, approach it with love and kindness, um, I I have very few rules in life, but I have one rule. I never yell. I never yell because I think that yelling is losing control and nothing positive happens when you lose control, right? So I think approaching these conversations, not heated, when you're in a healthy state of mind and with the right approach, obviously, 
um, you're going to have the best chance of, you're going to be- have the best chance of a good result. And so whatever that work means leading up to it, maybe you talk, like talk to text in your notes over and over. Maybe you have this conversation, um, like where you, where you just say it into your phone several times first. So that way you can articulate, you can provide examples, you can really be honest and direct and clear with how you feel. And maybe he just has no idea. Maybe you've sort of mentioned it, but maybe you've mentioned it sort of in passing, or maybe you've mentioned it with like some resentment. So it just doesn't even come off like to where he realizes it or wants to change. Maybe, but having it like clear, like you say this all the time and it makes me feel this way. And I just needed you to know that. And maybe you love, maybe you have a really great relationship and you just didn't want to have like the quote unquote argument, but maybe it's not an argument. Maybe it's this like hard conversation that sucks and you worry about hurting his feelings and all this stuff. But like, isn't that better than living with it for the next 30 years and sort of keeping that chip on your shoulder? And listen, not every conversation, not every hard conversation is going to go the way you hope, but at least you had the conversation. You're not going to have that 90-year-old regret. Here's another one. Maybe you had two friends, right? And one friend had a dispute with the other friend, and then now you don't talk to the other friend anymore, but it actually had nothing to do with you. And so you've been loyal to the first friend because you knew her first, and she asked you like, hey, this happened between us. Please don't talk to her. Um, But maybe it just doesn't make sense anymore. Maybe you miss that other friend. So maybe you have that hard conversation with your main friend, your first friend, and just say, listen, I know you guys had this dispute, but like, I miss this time with her. or I miss this type of relationship. And just talk it out. Like, you, you might learn something. I just think that rather than, sometimes things happen, right? Like an event happens or an explosion happens or an argument happens, and then we just don't talk about it again. Sometimes if you bring it back up, and especially if some time has passed, because with time so much can heal, maybe it'll be something completely different. And by having that conversation, you can be friends again with that friend in, and in the best way, not in a sneaky way, not in a like, oh, don't let my main friend find out. But maybe it's just like, listen, I'm coming to you. You love me. And I'm just telling you, this is how I feel about this. Um, oftentimes with time and with honesty and with the right approach, you might have this outcome and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been dreading this and it actually turned out great. Like, you know, maybe best case scenario, you become friends with your secondary friend again. I should have named the friends, but you know what I mean. And then maybe they become friends again. And then slowly over time, the three of you can kind of get back to where you were. Or maybe not. Maybe you just become, maybe you have separate friendships with the two friends, but that feels great because that's what you wanted and that's what came out of the hard conversation. Last example for you. This is a tough one, but I think a lot of us have this. Do you have someone in your life that you need to break up with? And I don't mean only a romantic relationship. Do you have someone in your life that doesn't make you feel great? That is just a bad friend. Someone that puts you down. Someone that is a narcissist and it's all about them in the relationship, that it's very one-sided. Whatever it is. If you, have, if you are in a toxic relationship of some sort, do you need to break up with them? 
This is such a hard question. It's such a powerful question. But I'm telling you, what's better? Have that conversation and break up with the person and or go through the next 20 years of this unhealthy relationship behavior and then realize, why have I allowed this in my life for so long? Why didn't I just break up with them? Um, I think that sometimes people show us who they are and like very clearly time after time through their actions and we just need to believe it. Like they've shown you who they are. And listen, we give people a pass, right? If people make a mistake or they um, they make a bad call or they make a bad decision, we all we all make mistakes. Sometimes people need a pass. But if over time and consistently they show you who they are and it's not the type of person that you want to be close with, you need to break up with them. And that means having a very hard conversation um, and you may dread it. It may be awful. It may sting for a week after, but the freedom that you feel afterwards, I'm telling you, I did it myself this year and it is incredible. That's a big question that you need to ask yourself. The thing is, is once you do this, have the hard conversation, break up with someone that you know you need to, you have so much courage to do the next one. You have these rapid periods of growth because of those conversations. And that's what makes you have the courage and also the like, yes, like, listen, what other uncomfortable conversation can I can I have? Because that conversation that I dreaded like saved me so much heartache or it brought me so much joy and fulfillment. Like what's next? It sucks. I do not want to underestimate how much it sucks during and even after. But when you expand the time horizon, you're like, man, I feel effing fantastic. Who else do I need to talk to? My goal with this episode is to really have you ask yourself the question, what conversation do I need to have that I am not having and then have it as soon as possible because I'm telling you we do not want to have regret at age 90 and we don't want to have something happen and we're not able to have the conversation anymore like I told the story like what happened to me and again thank goodness it's not like this life-shattering huge thing in my life but still I feel it deeply I'm telling you You won't always have the opportunity to have the conversation, the hard conversation that you can have today or this week. And so this is, this is the moment. This is the time to ask yourself the question, have the hard conversation. And even though you don't feel the satisfaction that you will feel after, like it's hard to do something hard. You know how change is hard because you often don't know what's on around the other corner of change. But here's the thing. Once you have the hard conversation, you will feel so great that there is no reason to wait any longer to have it. I promise you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited for a big full year with lots of podcasts. So we continue, can we continue to grow and really keep designing our days in the way we want and become the most awesome versions of ourselves. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. 
For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.